goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. Aguero! Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters pod where we spend our time identifying the greatest team of all while shaking down the value from the sky. Jimmy Buckley with you on this Friday, September the 23rd, which means it's grand final eve in the AFL and which also means I'm joined all the way from Melbourne by our man on the ground when it comes to the Australian game, Brad Bishop. Welcome, Brad. Yeah, great to be joining you, Jim. The juices get flowing every time I hear that intro, but even more so this week, it's more appropriate with Anthony Hudson's call there about seeing it but not believing it because that, of course, was a Sydney-Geelong game, and that's what we've got this week. And how good would it be if we get a finish like we had that night at the SCG? 2007, I think it was. Nick Davis just pops up and Nick bloody nails, Davis. nails four goals in the last quarter and a, a very low-scoring game. I'll tell you what... He gets um he gets a lot of uh, plaudits for that final goal that he kicked that little juggling snap across his body but a few of the other goals in that little package are well worth a look I would say if uh, if anyone out there ever gets a chance to just pop that into YouTube what a an incredible game of football that was uh, and as you say what are we fifteen years on and Geelong play the Sydney Swans in the AFL Grand Final and uh, I think it's the first time these two clubs have met in a Grand Final which is uh, Pretty exciting, considering that they've both been around for a long time. Sydney, of course, back uh, in the South Melbourne days. Geelong are $1.46 favourites with Neds going into this head-to-head. The Swans, $2.75. And you've got a 13.5-point line on Neds, which is actually paying $2 either way. Brad, for starters, is that a, a fair reflection, I think, the market on where this game sits? It doesn't surprise me that's where it's at. I think it, there's a little... There's not as much between them as what the market suggests. I think it probably should be a little bit closer, but Geelong certainly deserves to be favourites on the back of the fact they're coming off a 15-game winning streak. They were the most impressive of the two preliminary final winners. And it's just Sydney have a couple of extra niggles injury-wise than what the Cats do. They've got their own one, obviously, with Max home, but there's a couple there from the Swans. They've swung the axe at the um, selection table as well, which is not something you'd see too often in grand final. So I think the market, it, it, it's a fair summary from the odds makers, but it wouldn't shock me if the game's actually a lot closer. One of those key injury concerns is around Sam Reed for Sydney, one of their key men up forward. And from what I've read and what I've gathered, uh, I think he's probably less likely to line up than Max Holmes for Geelong, who is battling a bit of a hamstring niggle leading into this game, but uh, very favourable reports so far out of Cadinia Park this week. Now, just a couple of quick stats, I think, before we kind of get into a bit of a preview here. 14 of these Cats played in the 2020 grand final loss to the Richmond Tigers, uh, and you can throw Jeremy Cameron into the mix too, given he played for GWS in the 2019 grand final loss, which was also to Richmond. So Geelong certainly have an advantage in terms of the experience. And I think I read last night that their average age in this team is 28. That's um, certainly at the higher end. Uh, and, and it's not only the likes of, uh, you know, Joel Selwood, Tom Hawkins, Patrick Dangerfield, but 
Even Zach Tui, he's up to, I think, his 250th game this weekend in the AFL, which is an amazing achievement for the Irishman. Having said that, the Swans certainly have their share of, uh, of grand final experience. Lance Franklin gets back to the big game for the first time since 2016 when the Swans lost to the Western Bulldogs. Very, very fascinating matchup here, Brad. And one thing I was keen to get your opinion on are these two Geelong key forwards, Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins, who have been absolutely brilliant all season working in tandem. And you'd have to think, if the Swans have any chance, they're going to need to really clamp down on those two. Yeah, absolutely. They're very important that they both be held. Now, Cameron didn't have a massive influence last week. Hawkins, he kicked four goals, but he probably could have kicked six or seven. But the thing about Geelong is they're running to the finals. We've mentioned this on the two previous podcasts I've done. It wasn't a tough run into the finals. It helped them set up their final campaign. They've been really good in their two finals. They held off the Magpies and they absolutely pulverised Brisbane last weekend. But outside of Collingwood in their qualifying final, they haven't really played a team that has been that strong defensively for a couple of months. And I think they're getting, some of their forwards are going to get a bit of a shock on Saturday when they come up against the Swans, who are really good defensively and work so well at that part of the ground. Really locked down key forwards for the opposition, not necessarily the, the tall, but the important little guys as well. So they're going to find it a lot tougher um, Geelong, and that's what I've been thinking about, and sort of what swung my thinking as the as the weeks gone on. Initially, I thought it was going to be a very easy win to Geelong, but the more I think about it, and the more you analyse the teams and how they're going to match up, and what they're going to uh, be trying to do to each other, I, I think Sydney's defensive mindset is going to be something that Geelong might struggle with. But the thing about the Cats is they've got Hawkins, they've got Cameron there. It's a very strong double act. And then you've got the likes of Rowan off to the side there and the, the little guys like um, Brad Close is a guy that who we'll talk about later on when we talk about first goal kickers who bobs up kicking goals. And he also can get some of the midfielders coming down and kicking goals. So the key... Defenders for Sydney really have to do a, a job on Hawkins and Cameron, uh, but, but that's not where it ends, which is what has been a big strength of Geelong. But they'll be well on the way to victory if they can get a head start by limiting the influence of Hawkins and Cameron. I quite like where you're going with that uh, that defensive struggle. I mean, it's quite often the case uh, in grand finals uh, and certainly in games involving the Swans and Geelong too. I mean, they're, they're quite capable of really clamping down on an opponent. Now, the the Neds' total points line as it stands is 164.5 overs and unders, which are $1.88 each way, uh, Braden. What's your lean there? I like the unders. That's actually one of the, my suggested bets in the game. I didn't couldn't really have a great deal of confidence about trying to push anyone in the back either side. We spoke about the match odds. I mentioned, I think, Geelong are, are a touch of under the $1.46. Couldn't push you into t- really piling into that. But I also can see that they're a worthy favourite. So I struggled to mount a case to suggest that we should be having some money on the Swans as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the unders. I think it's going to be a game that is not going to be free-flowing. And at, a, at 164.5 points, you sort of really only need one quarter. And, and I think it's going to be a grand final where the first quarter is going to be really tense. There's going to be a, a strong defensive mindset. And 
I don't expect it to be really free-flowing early, and I think that's going to set the tone for the game to continue. So I reckon at 164.5 under at eighty-eight. That's one of the better bets from a match perspective from my point of view. And the other one that I think uh, is a good play is the one of the try bet options, not the under 15 points, under 15 and a half points, but the uh, the under 25 points. You can get a dollar eighty-five about the winning margin being less than 25 points. And given that I think it's going to be a defensively dominated grand final, or not a free-flowing, high-scoring grand final, I think that under 25 option at $1.85 is a, a really smart play. And that way we can also just sit back and us neutral supporters, we can just hope for a good game. So the unders, the under 164.5 total points, that's paying $1.88 on Neds. And then the margin for the game to be under 25 points, that's paying $1.85 with Neds. Uh, they both look pretty good. I might grab your same game multi, Brad, before we go ahead and look at the first goal scorer market. It bombed out with both new multis last week. That was a little bit unfortunate. <laughs> we just had one league let us down in each of those. But I'm going to stick with that either team under 25 option, kicking off with that. Isaac Heaney, we'll mention him when we talk about goal kickers. I'm going to go with him to kick two goals. I think he's the, the X factor in that Sydney line. And if Sydney are going to win, he needs to have a big game. And the other one is Tom Stewart to get at least 20 possessions. He racks up the touches in the defensive end for Geelong. He's had a really interesting season. He'll be primed to to know he's one of those guys who hasn't played in the premiership yet for Geelong. So I think he'll have a big game and he might get a mention in the Norm Smith suggestions for the Cats as well. And if you put those three options together, it comes out to $5.11. And that's the way that I'm going to play my same game for the grand final. Uh, that sounds good. Tom Stewart. Takes a lot of the kicking duties as well for the Cats, so uh, and he has been getting a, a lot of the football. And you've got to think he'll get plenty of hands on the ball tomorrow. Geez, he's had a good season, barring the uh, the shot that he put on Dion Prestia, but he's bounced out of that pretty well. So that yep. looks pretty good. $5.11. That's either side to win by under 25 points. Isaac Heaney to kick two or more goals for the Swans. And Tom Stewart, 20-plus possessions at the back for Geelong. That pays $5.11. With Neds. Now, the first goal kicker market, Brad, and I know you've spent a bit of time this week looking at this. Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins are both paying $8 at the top end of that market. Lance Franklin, $9.50. And then we're into double figures. Tom Papley, Tyson Stengel, and Isaac Heaney, all $11. Gary Rowan, $14 against his old club. Patrick Dangerfield, $15. Will Haywood, $16. And so it goes on. How have you assessed this one, mate? Yeah, did a bit of first goal kicking for them this week. That's how I spent, uh, spent the middle part of my week trying to work out <laughs> who might be able to bob up and maybe slot one early. Hopefully a little bit of price. I think I've come up with one for the Cats as well. I mentioned him earlier, Brad Close. Now, Geelong's been fascinating from a first goal kicker's point of view, the way it's rolled out for them this season. In their first 12 games, either Jeremy Cameron or Tom Hawkins kicked the first goal for Geelong now, this isn't necessarily the first goal of the game. It's the first goal for their team. On 10 of those 12 occasions, three times each, they did kick it when Geelong kicked the first goal of the match. But since then, so in their last 12 games, it's only happened once, and that was by Cameron in the qualifying final, and that was a game where Collingwood kicked the first goal of the match. So it hasn't been, it hasn't been a time since round 12 where either Hawkins or Cameron have kicked the first goal of the match, taking in either side. So they've shared it around a lot 
since then have Geelong. Patrick Dangerfield started a couple of times. So too has Brad Close. Uh, of course, Dangerfield did it last week. He was a $26 chance um, to kick the first goal of that preliminary final. He delivered there. But I think there'll be a lot more work put into him earlier on. Like he, He's not a player that anyone is ever going to let slip under the guard. But him really getting involved early set the tone for Geelong last week. So I think the Clants are going to really be trying to put on him early. I, I think Brad Close is a really nice play there at $18. And what you can also do with Ned is you, you can have a bet on not necessarily the first goal kicker of the match, but the first goal kicker for each team. So it, it's only the his Geelong players for competition and he's a $10 chance in that market there, Brad Close. So I, I think he's the one that I, I come up with a, at a little bit of value that might be worth a nibble in terms of first goal kickers. And also with the Swans, They've been sharing it around all season. Franklin and Papley are always towards the top of the market there, and they're two that a lot of people gravitate towards because they're two high-profile forwards from the Swans. But Buddy's only kicked the first goal for the Swans twice this year. Once was in a game where it was the first of the match, and once was in a game where the opposition kicked the first goal of the game. And Papley's done it twice late in the season as well in games that Sydney kicked the first goal of the game. It's the likes of Heaney, Haywood and, and Sam Reid, who we've talked about before being under a bit of injury cloud this week. Um, they're the guys that have done it on, on three occasions. Heaney did it twice in matches where Sydney did kick the first goal of the game and the other two guys, it was the first goal of the game once and then twice they kicked Sydney's first goal after the other team and had already scored. So it's a lot tougher trying to work it out. I think Buddy and Papley are unders in that market just for the, the simple fact that Sydney do have so many options and they share it around. So I'm going to have two bets on Sydney players and those are Heaney and Haywood. He let us down in our multi last week, Haywood, but he did kick the first goal of the qualifying final against Melbourne uh, and he's done it on other occasions this year and he's at $16. So he's the one that I think is the, the nice value play for the Swans from a first goal picker point of view, but I'm going to have a little nibble on Heaney as a saver as well. I think I might have a cheeky little nibble on Luke Parker at $26. He's the man to set the tone early for the Swans, I think, in this one. And he, he has did it last uh, week. He has done it before. That's right. And I think that's not a bad little price. But there's a couple of good ones there. So uh, Brad Close, $18, first goal kicker of the match, or $10, first goal kicker for his side, Geelong. Uh, and then uh, Isaac Heaney and Will Haywood, Brad likes to kick the first goal, potentially on the Sydney side of that equation. As well, the Norm Smith Medal. Now, this is a fascinating struggle every year. I'm just racking my brain to think. Now, we know Dusty won all three in the Richmond Grand Finals, and I think Petrarca probably won it last season. Can't remember who won it in 2018, that West Coast game. Possibly Shuey. Luke Shuey, yep. There you back, go. I backed him at half time. That was a good result. <laughs> All right, well, there, there you go. So, I, thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was a large price at half time, so I had a little uh, little wager there, and he, he had a big second half as well and got the chocolate. So yeah. there's no way no one's going to forget that one. That gives you a bit of an indication that quite often it is someone that, that's playing in the middle third of the ground uh, or certainly someone that's following the ball around. Uh, have you had a chance to have a look at this one, Brad? Yeah. I'm more keen on my Sydney options than what I am on the Geelong ones, just because there's so many players in that Geelong team that wouldn't shock you if they won a Norm Smith medal. They're, they stand out as players. They're really good players. There's a, there's a lot, lot more no-frills players in the Swans team, I think, and that's 
part of the reason why they've got as far as what they have because everyone does their role. But from a Cats point of view, now Jeremy Cameron was the guy that I first thought of when I'm thinking Norm Smith medal. And a lot of it has to do with the fact of how quiet he was last week. Like, it, There's no way known he's going to be as quiet this week as what he was last week. So I can tend to uh, like backing guys that coming into the grand final off a, um, a game where they, they didn't really play that well. Now, Ryan O'Keefe did that yeah, back in 2012. He was really quiet um, in one of the earlier finals for the Swans and then stood up and dominated on grand final day. Similar situation, I think, with Cameron, but he does have Rampy to play on, and Rampy's got a good record on Cameron. So that's a fascinating matchup there. The other one from Geelong is Tom Stewart at $11. I, I spoke about him before about how he knocks up getting touches. He's had a fantastic season. He plays a really key role for the Cats down in defence. And what he does as a defender that not a lot of other defenders do is they stand out when they play a good game. They get lots of possessions and they, they, don't, they don't sneak under your guard. When you look at the stats at the end of the game and see that he's had 25 touches, it's not a surprise. It, it, it's no shock at all because he's always involved and he's always playing a key role. So Stuart and Cameron would be the two from Geelong that interest me most. From Sydney, I'm really keen on Callum Mills. For Sydney to win, they're going to have to shut down Geelong's midfield. Mills will play a key role in that. He might even end up playing on Patrick Dangerfield. But what he does is he gets a lot of the footy himself. So he's right towards the head of the market. That's absolutely no shock for me. I think if Sydney win, he's going to be right there in Norm Smith betting. And it's just a couple of roughies from the Swans. Because Geelong has got so many stars, I think if Sydney are to win, it's going to be because of great jobs that are done by the likes of Dane Rampey on Jeremy Cameron. So this might it might sound a little bit hypocritical that I'm making a case for Cameron, but I think at $81, Dane Rampey is worth 5 bucks as well, just for the simple fact that if he's able to put the clamps on Jeremy Cameron, that won't go unnoticed by the people talking about best players on the ground. And so he's got a very, very important role to play. Uh, and Tom Hickey was the other one at $67. It's not like he's coming up against a a Max Gorn or an uh, Brody Grundy or a Sean Darcy. It's not Geelong's massive strength, their, their ruck work. And Hickey's been playing outstanding football right into this end of the season. And at $67, it wouldn't shock me. If Sydney were to win, it'll be on the back of him contributing. And he might be someone that gives you a run for your money at a big price. So with the Cats, Tom Stewart and Jeremy Cameron. For Sydney, keen on Mills. And a couple of roughies that might be worth having a, a shackle on a Dane Rampey and Tom Hickey. Yeah, Callum Mills, uh, $9. He's actually second favourite in that Norm Smith market. And uh, our other AFL correspondent, Wayne Bristow, is keen on Callum Mills for Norm Smith as well. And he's also keen uh, on Isaac Heaney at $13. His suggestions for Geelong were Patrick Dangerfield at $7 and Sam DeConing at about $101. I think with a similar line of thought to you there, the, the potential to play a key lockdown role on a big Swans forward. Fascinating stuff. Just a couple from me, Brad, and then we'll wrap it all up. Uh, I thought Joel Selwood, $21 to win the Norm Smith. He was he was huge against Collingwood a couple of weeks ago in that, that qualifying final. He knows what it takes. He's going for a fourth premiership here. Uh, there's there's so much, I think, talk and expectation that Dangerfield is just going to pick up this game and 
run with it and absolutely dominate, which you kind of did against Brisbane last week. But to be honest with you, I'd be more confident in Joel Selwood doing something like that. He's been in fantastic form these last couple of months. He's really uh, really found himself and, and he's playing very well in the twilight of his career. And, and just one other one out of left field from me, Mark Blixar's up on the wing, $41 for Geelong. He's a very awkward matchup, and he's potentially the kind of fellow that could sneak forward, kick a couple of goals, and have an influence on the game as well. Uh, you can you can tend to build a fairly decent stable of uh, potential Norm Smith medalists in these situations. Uh, and the market's uh, pretty friendly. It's almost like trying to find a winner in a golf tournament. But just to run through those again quickly, Brad very keen on, for the Swans, Callum Mills, at $9 as a potential Norm Smith medalist, and a few at the rougher end of the market, Hickey at $67 and Rampy at $81, uh, whereas for Geelong, he is keen there on Jeremy Cameron at $10 to potentially win a Norm Smith medal, and Tom Stewart, the key defender for the Cats, at $11 could potentially pick up that Norm Smith medal as well. Now, from the top, we've got a fair bit to... Uh, of ammunition now to go into this grand final with, which I like. The unders, 164.5 points for the match. Under with Neds is paying $1.88, expecting a defensive struggle between these two sides. The tri-bet margin under 25 points for this game to be won by either side by only 24 points or less is paying $1.85. Brad, same game multi. We're going to throw that one in. A margin of less than 25 points. We're going to throw in Isaac Heaney to kick two goals for the Swans and Tom Stewart to rack up 20 possessions. That gets you $5.11 with Neds. And finally, the first goal scorer market. Brad thinks there's plenty of value in Brad Close at $18 or at $10 as Geelong's first goal scorer. He doesn't mind Isaac Heaney and Will Haywood at $16 in that market for the Swans as well. I'll probably have a little something on Luke Parker at $26 to kick that first goal. And I think that's uh, pretty much a wrap, Brad. What's your grand final day tradition? How do you tend to approach it? No, well, it, it varies from week to week, and we're a little bit up in the air this year because my wife, she's a Geelong fan. She's going, but me and the kids, we're not. We're, uh, we're going to find something to do at home. So <laughs> wherever we be, uh, we'll, whether we try and catch up with some friends or relatives, I'm not too sure. We're still trying to na- uh, nail that down. We'll definitely be watching the footy, and uh, there's too much good racing to let slip by as well, so there'll be a bit of channel surfing as well. Good to hear your missus is getting along to the game. That's absolutely fantastic. You just you have to do it if you have the opportunity. Uh, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate that. Good talking to you again. Looking forward to this game even more now tomorrow. Just hope it's a nice and close one. <laughs> Fingers crossed, mate. Thank you very much, Brad. We'll be back again next week, and until then, happy punting.